0: Kicking against the goats. Wow, what's that mean, man? What's that even mean? Paul was telling, basically, King Agrippa, that his earlier life, he lived as a Pharisee. He was a a a a, a murderer. He was a uh, had a reputation for persecuting believers. <laughs> Whoa, wow, what a crazy time this is going to be. Good morning, and God bless you guys, man. Welcome to Growing in His Word. Listen, Paul was was a hardcore Pharisee who was basically trying to, you know, persecute believers. However, Paul was basically running from Jesus Christ, and he, he, he never even knew it. He was there when Stephen was stoned. He was there when the rock was being thrown at Stephen in the book of Acts. And as Stephen died, he saw Jesus Christ and he reached out while he was dying. Listen, that affected Paul in a way where nobody could ever be affected. It hurt him deep. It cut him deep. I know it did because, see, he kicked against the goads, meaning he would basically wrestle against God, whether or not to commit to God. Because when we commit to Jesus Christ, we don't have to kick against the goads anymore. Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for this. It's the sermon, Lord. Lord, I just, I I thank you for this podcast. Lord, we ask that you guide it in your name, Jesus. Amen. Listen, welcome to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys. Good morning. Um, Good morning all around the world. God bless this this world. And listen, Paul, we're on the uh, verse-by-verse Acts, chapter 26. You know, we're going verse-by-verse. You know, here we are. We're on iHeartRadio. We're everywhere you can find us. But Paul... Was last week we started off where Paul was witnessing to Felix and how he appealed to Caesar, and you know really he never even had to appeal to Caesar because he was innocent, and that's what that's what happened last week when when he went up against the other when he went up against Agrippa. You know he said he he told Paul you're permitted to speak for yourself, uh, you know, and Paul thought. So hard to to explain to believers that it's not it's not right to persecute. It's he's just telling them what Moses told them, and he's trying to fulfill the law of Jesus Christ. And this is what's going on in this chapter, man. And I'm just glad that, that you guys are back and you're and you're ready to listen and grow in His Word. You know, I pondered even what actually kicking kicking against the goads means where it talks about it but we're going we're going to continue with but, but you know basically in this verse the apostle Paul is speaking to the to King Herod Agrippa in defense of his ministry he has given his testimony for the fifth time in acts as a means of evangelizing to the audience basically you guys it's a technique of spreading the gospel so we can learn from basically what Paul's doing, but what I find really interesting here is, is uh, uh, you know, the last sentence that mentions, it says that Jesus mentions to Saul, it's hard for you to kick against the goads. Listen, believers, I always pondered what this saying actually means. Now, upon my investigation as a, as a believer and a, and a minister, I discovered that it's a Greek idiom referring to an animal's futile. It's resistance to being prodded with goads. Every time the you know the animal would dig in and dig out, it would rub against its 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 side and dig in deeper. It was painful, you know. But goads were pointed sticks. They were sticks that the farmers and the shepherds used to direct their animals. So either the oxen, when they were plowing the fields, or sheep, they're being directed into uh, to holding pins, and those pins. Would dig in deep. See, they were used to ex- ex- exert influence and control over the animal. You see, and when the when the animal was rebellious and, and refused the, the gentle prod by kicking against it, it was then it was then that the farmer or the shepherd would simply drive the goat into their flesh, inflicting pain and thus training the animal to obey their will. <laughs> The more the animal rebelled, the more the animal suffered. You see? And basically, Jesus was using this common phrase that most people would have recognized. See? So, he was wondering why Saul was kicking against the goats. Christ was using, uh, using to direct his life. Saul was simply rebelling against God. So, you know, this saying is basically true in our own lives. And, and how do we know this? Because when we kick against God's will, we often... Don't see the fruits. We're always, we're kicking at the same time. We don't even know what we're doing. Paul was kicking against the goads. He wouldn't submit, and he wouldn't. He would. He would not submit to the Holy Spirit. He would not submit to Jesus. He would not submit to the things that God wanted him to do. And it was only getting painful.er It's easy to just sit all day and do nothing, and not want to do nothing for Christ or yourself or whatever the thing is it may be. But being obedient to Christ and getting out there and listening to God's calling and praying is what God wants us to do. Listen, it's true. Obedience is the key fact of surviving a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so here Paul is, yearly life. You know, he's talking last week about how uh, his post-conversion life. And we left off in Acts chapter 26. Verse 19, it says, Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem, okay, and throughout all the region of Judea, and then to the Gentiles that they should repent, turn to God, and do works befitting repentance. For these reasons, the Jews seized me and the temple and tried to kill me. Therefore, having obtained help from God to this day, I stand witnessing both to small and great, saying no other things than those which the prophets and Moses said would come, 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 that Christ would suffer, that he would be the first to rise from the dead and would proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. Wow, amazing. Listen. Paul's just telling him, listen, man, I got to be obedient. I just want to be obedient to God's commands. God wanted me to obey the the, the, the law, the, the halacha, the the, the 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 Jewish law, but then I had a encounter with Jesus Christ. Jesus set me free, and so this is what's going on. He's telling him, "Look, man, Christ would suffer, and he would be the first to rise from the dead." It would proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles, man. I'm excited about that. (laughs) How can you you get upset about that? I see so many non-believers who try to fit that one little box for their life and they can't do it. They want to argue and argue and argue and argue about how Jesus Christ isn't the Messiah when he truly is. They want to argue how, oh, you know, because they're taught by other dumb-dumbs who are taught by dumb, uneducated people who don't understand the message of hope. That Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead and he rose from the dead on the third day. He, be, he was God, he is God, he is the Father, he is the Son, and he's the Holy Spirit. Listen, Jesus Christ woke up Paul and he's, boy, he's waking you up. And Paul's just telling them, "I don't want to. You know, look, you're making us suffer. It's not about us. It's about Christ. What we're doing with them? What are we doing with them?" And Agrippa is upset. Felix and all them think he's crazy. You know, Paul's just saying, "Listen, man, I'm just telling you, proclaiming what Jesus told me to do. It, it, it it's, it's called repentance." It's when we change our lives and we convert to Jesus to accept Christ in our life. Listen, I'm not telling people this is what you have to do. It's what Christ wants you to do. He wants to set you free. And the only way you're going to be set free is by receiving Jesus Christ in your heart. Paul was good at it. He was a master of, of, of telling the truth. He was the one who He was the one who was kicking against the goads, but he said, I'm not going to kick anymore. I'm going to submit. And that's what we need to do is submit to Jesus Christ because, listen, we're being persecuted. Turn the news on. It's happening. If you're into the end times, it's happening. Listen, you know, I'm going to have a guest speaker on this week and uh, we're going to talk about some of the old times. I figured it's relevant now. It's time to, to talk about it. And we're going to post some good sermons on the on an end times message. Listen, it's going to happen. Jesus is saying, are you going to stand with me because we're we're living in the end times. School districts are going crazy. Laws are being made. Persecution is here. It's happening. Christians are being persecuted like never before. For what? We need, just like the farmer to use the goats to direct his oxen, Christ uses our circumstances, our trials, okay, James chapter 1. Uh, and he uses opportunities in our lives to direct us. See, what What do you believe Christ has done to poke you, man, honestly, in the right direction? Because that's what he's doing. This is, this is it's God's way of getting our ears directed towards what he wants us to do you may think to yourself you don't understand i just lost my job good god's gonna give you another one (laughs) he's gonna give you a better one where you don't have to suffer as much this is the things that i'm telling you about this is what paul's going through he's saying look you're comfortable i gotta get you out of your comfort zone you're you've got everything you want in life but let me let me shake it up a little bit because you're too comfortable you see, I don't want to be this rich guy on, on a big mansion house. I don't, I don't want to be like that. I don't know how Olsteen does it, actually. I mean, you've got all that money and that smile on your face, but yet we're, I don't see any suffering. But you don't know my life. No, this is the problem today, TV. We get on TV, we see things that we idol, and Christ says, it's not him, it's me. It's not Olsteen. It's not that pastor. And I'm talking about all pastors. It's not any pastor. It's Jesus who wants the glory and he's going to get it. Paul's saying it. He's telling them straight up. Christ would suffer. And I stand. He said, he said, therefore having obtained help from God, God's helping me because he's going to help you right now with whatever you're going through. He says, to this day I stand witnessing both to small and great saying no other things than those which the prophets and Moses said would come. He basically said, I am the guy that they talked about. And this is what's going to happen. Christ is here. Suck it up, man. Accept it. Receive it. Get on with it. <laughs> Verse 24 says, and basically Agrippa, Agrippa, uh, you know, parries Paul's challenge. And here's where it goes. Here's where it kicks off. Verse 24 says, Now as he thus made his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are beside yourself. Much learning is driving you mad. Basically, he's trying to put that that crazy little thing on him now. Oh, he's cuckoo now. He must have swallowed some pills. He's nuts. Verse 25 says, but he said, I'm not. Here's Paul, but he says, I'm not mad, most noble Festus, but speak the words of truth and reason. Okay, for the king before who I also speak freely, know these things, for I am convinced that none of these things escape escapes his attention, since the king was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do believe. So now he's challenging him and he's saying, Listen, you're into Judaism. You believe the law of Moses. You believe what Moses said, don't you? Well, here I am. And that, my friend. Is the whole problem. People cannot believe what you have become. You see, today you could take a murderer, you can take a you could take an extortioner, you can take a liar, a deceiver, you can take anybody you want and pray for them and let Christ heal them. Let them accept Christ freely. They repent. There's remorse. They repented and they are free and they have no more sin, God has forgiven their sins until they commit another one. That's the facts. Believers, it don't matter what you're going through right now, that is the facts of life. If you are a sinner, which we all are, and you cannot make it on your own, Jesus Christ is there to pull you through. He's Paul is saying, listen, I am the guy that that Jesus Christ sent to help you out. Basically, That's what he's saying right here. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. Because he's saying, I'm not here to preach the itchy message. I don't want to even talk about it. Okay? He tells him he's not mad, you see. And verse 28 says, And Agrippa said to Paul, You almost persuade me to become a Christian. (laughs) Well, that's the idea. I mean, it's not... Paul, and that's the problem with believers, it's not us, it's the Holy Spirit in us that brings people to Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's where he missed the mark. The king missed the mark because it's not about us, it's about Christ in us. That's what he was saying. You almost made me a Christian. You see, the Holy Spirit eliminates the minds of people and it makes us yearn for God, that's what he was doing. He was watching the Holy Spirit in Paul and he was yearning for God. It takes the spiritual truth and makes it understandable to us. <laughs> That's what Billy Graham said. The Holy Spirit is a beautiful and powerful part of who God really is. Listen, we need him in our life. We need him as a conduit to become who God created us to be. And through his power, we have aid in all situations. And without him, we are powerless. You see, and Paul said, I would, verse 29, and Paul said, I would, to, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me today might become both almost and altogether such as I am ex- ex- except for these change, chains. Basically, he's saying, I hope that you all become Christians because that's what I want. Believers, I'm not even going use that word Christian. I'm going to say Believers. He wants us to be followers of Christ. The way. Oh, Paul, he was something. You know, as we understand the work of the Holy Spirit, we understand that Jesus is only the way we can do it. It's our first encounter with the Holy Spirit. You know, it's when he convicts us of our sin. If we're not convicted, we cannot repent. Listen. Listen. Show us that none of us can live up to the righteousness of Jesus and reveal to us the judgment that is coming to those who die without the Savior. John 16, 8 through 11. As we repent, confess our sins, and receive the gift of salvation... The Holy Spirit generates our dead inner human spirit. It brings us alive. It's a light switch. And it becomes sensitive to the spiritual things of God. John 3, 1-16 through 16 and Acts 2-38. I talked about it. Then there's the second work of the Holy Spirit when he baptizes the believer. It's available. Listen. Paul is excited. And they think he's a cuckoo bird. He says in verse 30, when he had said these things, the king stood up as well as the governor and Bernice and those who sat with them. And when they had gone aside, they talked among themselves, saying, this man is doing nothing deserving of death or chains. Yeah. You know, verse 32. Then Agrippa said to Festus, this man might have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. It's there. Paul advised him. Paul sat. And advised them, but Paul had been at, at sea many times. He knew how it would be to 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 go through these trials, and he knew the, the deal. They got nothing on them. The enemy has nothing on us, church believers. Satan has nothing on you. Paul's going to now so, uh, sail to Rome. The voyage is going to go to Rome now. It's going to begin in chapter twenty seven. There's no more. Work to be done there. Paul has been locked up, beat down, persecuted again for no reason, just to show the kings that that was your chance to get right with Jesus. That's it. We don't got to kick against the goads. We don't got to worry about submitting to Jesus. We just have to do it. When we're wrong, we're wrong. We repent. We move on. The fruit of the spirit in us begins to work in our life. We don't have to worry about anything anymore. God is in control of every situation that we're in, that we face. God knows everything about us. He knows everything that he wants us to do. And we just need to be obedient like Paul. Paul was obedient. We struggle. I get it. No one's perfect. I get it. Paul was the worst Pharisee you could ever imagine. But we got to continue in the race. we got to finish the race. Listen, it's very important. Listen, fear is a liar. Fear tried to make Paul reconvert back to Judaism. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. Psalm 34. Listen, listen. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalm 23 4. We don't need to be afraid because the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear the lord is the stronghold of my life of whom shall i be afraid psalm 27 we need to understand that god is in control of our lives we don't have to be afraid paul did not buckle to fear he went forward he had faith he had he had courage he had the holy spirit directing his life and he knew exactly what god wanted him to do and he did it that's what we need to do believers this is what we need to do for jesus Paul was brought before kings. So many people spit on, beat, throwing rocks at him, prison, but he never gave up on Christ because Christ will never give up on you. Listen, Jesus Christ will never give up on you. Even when you think that nobody loves you and no one cares about you. It comes down to choice, my friends. Are you ready to say I'm done with this lifestyle that I'm living? I'm done with the the friends that I'm hanging out with coming home at 3 a.m. every morning, you know, taking a chance when you get in that car drunk. You could be taking a chance of killing innocent families and waking up in a prison cell. Oh, it happens. Believe me, I've been to prisons where I've talked to offenders where they woke up and they had some booze at a bar and they went home and they woke up in a prison cell Because they didn't listen to Christ and they didn't want to make that decision to follow Christ only until they were convicted and sentenced to life in prison. 25 to life is when they wanted to hear the gospel. Is that what it's going to take? Sometimes things happen. We have to make that decision. Christ is for us. He'll never leave us. Well I was at the wrong place at the wrong time. You should have been in the Bible. Listen, Jesus loves you. He wants you to repent and do away with it. That's what Paul's saying. Don't kick anymore against the goads. Don't, don't wrestle against God. Submit. Listen, say I'm done with it. You don't got to be a movie star or an actor or a rock star or a rap star to make it. Be yourself. listen. Sometimes God will put things out there for believers. Even enticing, not God enticing, but the enemy will entice you. And God will say, listen, you got to make that choice. Are you going to make that choice? Are you going to say that? Are you going to hang out with them? Are you going to go there? Are you going to party? Are you going to do drugs? Are you going to do this? Are you going to make that sinful decision? Are you going to follow me? Jesus is saying, follow me. Jesus said to follow me 13 times in the Gospels. He used these two simple words to call Peter, Andrew, James, and John as his disciples. As Jesus, listen, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw saw two brothers, Simon and Peter. And and listen to this. And his brother Andrew, they were casting a net into the lake. It's a lake. It's not an ocean. I used to live there. Okay? And they were fishermen. And Jesus said, come follow me. Jesus said, I will make you, you fishermen's Fishers of men and, and and listen and they left their nets and followed him Matthew four eighteen. Listen, Jesus Christ was calling these men to leave their livelihoods immediately and physically and spiritually to follow him. Jesus was a rabbi, a teacher, and for him to ask them to follow him, his travels and learn from him from him was an honor. But Jesus was saying, Look, I'm gonna give you spiritual training wheels. I'm going to teach you how to be a survivor when you follow me. You don't need to fish for food. I'm going to we need to eat food. We know this, but he's telling them metaphorically, you're going to eat spiritually. You're going to learn how to survive and follow me. You're going to become real men and you're going to guide your families and you're going to spread you're going to convert believers who want to be converted. I get that all the time from non-believers. Oh, here comes a Christian again. He's trying to convert me. We don't want to, listen, we don't want to convert you. Jews, all you Jews, we don't want to convert you. I don't want to convert you. Listen, I want to love on you. You see what you see. I don't care what you you do. It's your life. It's not my life. I've decided to follow Christ. It's my life. I don't go convert anybody. It's the Holy Spirit, like Agrippa, like Paul, when he said, you almost made me a believer. Okay? It's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry that you guys are kicking against the goads and resisting Jesus Christ in your own life. But don't come here and say, oh, you're going to kick. Here you are again. You're trying to convert us. Paul was saying, no, I'm not trying to convert anybody. It's Jesus Matthew was a Jew who collected taxes for the Roman government. It was a lucrative business. Man, he got commissions. And, 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 and basically, the, the Jews hated the tax collectors. But Jesus called Matthew. And he came. Because Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. What's that even mean? It means that when you repent and you receive Jesus, you'll hear the conviction of the Holy Spirit spiritually in your life, and you'll say, I want to follow you. That's what we do. We learn how to follow Christ, and we learn from our mistakes. We repent, and we move on. That's what he was trying to tell Agrippa and Festus. And they mocked him, and they talked about him, you know, and they said, We have nothing on him. Release them, and so chapter twenty-seven. Paul says, "I'm out of here." And then it was decided that we should sail to Italy. So they're going to Italy now. <laughs> they delivered Paul and some other prisoners to one, to one named Julius, a centurion, and of the other one was Augustine. It was a regiment. So entering a ship of uh, Adramitium, we put to sea, meaning to sail along the coast. Of Asia, Archicrius, a Macedonian of uh, Thessalonica, and we'll get into that book later, was with us. Listen to this—they're going on a mission, man, <laughs> and they're free. They got set free. So here they go, man. They're going to go on, and, and they're going to—the the winds are are are, are going to be psycho. They're they're going to get—they're going to get, you know, the tempest is going to happen, you know. Paul's warning's gonna be ignored. You're gonna see the sailors getting jacked up. It's gonna be crazy, man. This next chapter is gonna be radical, man. We're gonna see uh, you know, cypress pop up. We're just gonna see Paul sail, man. We're gonna see, you know, we're gonna see some radical stuff going on, man. And Paul's gonna warn warn him, and he's gonna it's gonna be in the tempest. Jesus is gonna bless him. We're gonna see the next chapter. Rock and roll, man thank you guys for logging on and growing in his word father we come before you we thank you for this chapter lord we can't wait to see chapter 27 next week lord and father we just uh we we ask Lord that the people who don't know you receive you father and understand that you know god is for 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 them lord and and you are for them lord and father we pray that you you know Soften up their hearts, Lord. We we love you, Jesus. We honor you in, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys, man. Listen, hey, I just want to give a shout out uh, for growing in His Word, man, and, and all the listeners out there, all of, all around the world. I want, to, I would like you guys to uh, you know pray for uh, you know pray for all the countries, you know pray for the world, pray for your government, pray for your enemies, and and continue to log on to growing in His Word, where it's free we're on every podcast we're verse by verse message by message and god bless you guys man and and thank you for logging on and growing in this word man we love you guys and may the lord bless you